Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I'm your host, Glasser Crossfield, and we are changing the world one podcast at a time. And today we have the world-renowned intimacy expert with us today. Please introduce yourself. Well, Glassford Crossfield, I love your name. It's so <laughs> regal. Your mother did a good job. Um, I'm Susan Bratton. My title is Intimacy Expert to Millions. And for the last two decades, I've been writing and publishing passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills and teaching people the fine art of ageless sexuality. Because what I like to say is I help people transform having sex into making love. And I do a lot of sexual biohacking. And that's why you heard me on the Ben Greenfield podcast and reached out to me. So um, I have two companies. I'm the CEO of Personal Life Media, which is the publishing company. And I'm the CEO of a company called The 20, which makes sexual vitality supplements called Flow and Desire. So I know a lot about aphrodisiacs and libido botanicals and basically what it what it takes to feel turned on because a turned on person lives a turned on life and a turned on person has a passion for life that I think people who don't explore their sexuality and enjoy their sexuality, they're leaving a big part of their potential on the table. What are the names of your books? I have 40, I've published 44 books and programs. My goodness. So <laughs> I've been busy. Um, <laughs> so let's see, Glassford. Um, well, um, sexual soulmates, the six essentials for connected sex, ravish him, um, the seduction trilogy, expand her orgasm tonight, female liquid orgasm, revive her drive. Um, let's see, uh, so many more. It's hard to remember them all. The passion patch. Um, is that enough or should I try and keep going? No, those are great. Those are great. I got <laughs> sexual soul, sexual soulmates. Yeah. Sexual soulmates. Uh, expand her orgasm tonight. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm obviously looking for the books that I would relate to. So yeah. the, the woman orgasm ones, I'll definitely, uh, <laughs> keep her coming. Keep her coming is a good one. You'd like that. That's basically teaches men about women's orgasmic potential and how they orgasm and how to get them to orgasm really well and how to get them to confidently know that they can be orgasmic, um, what to do when they struggle with things like feeling like it's too much, they got worn out, worn out, they're one and done, you know, all, all kinds of things. That's a, that's a really good one. I'll make sure I give you a copy of that. Oh my goodness, please, Susan, you're far too generous. <laughs> oh no, anything you want, of course, Glassford. You you're welcome to. Thank you. Now let's keep her coming. That's C U M M. It's just uh C O M I N G. Keep K E E P H E R C O M I N G dot com. <laughs> I own some great URLs. <laughs> now what is sexual biohacking? Sexual biohacking is essentially the idea that you can reverse the aging process. You know how when you're in your 20s, you have a really good heart on and everything works really well. And then you hear about guys getting older and their, their penis isn't as hard as it used to be. They can't get an erection as easily. They have a shorter or longer refractory period between times they can get hard and have an ejaculation. A lot of the times they can't even get hard at all. A lot of times they lose sensitivity. A lot of guys have premature ejaculation where they come before they want to. So, um, and then for women, women end up losing, having loss of lubrication, um, feeling like their orgasms aren't as intense, having thinning tissue in their vagina that makes sex painful. Mm -hmm. um, those are common as are things like urinary incontinence, like thinking about peeing and then you feel like you're going to pee your pants if you don't get to the toilet right away or not being able to run or jump because you pee in your pants. So our, oh. our muscles get, you know, weak men and women's muscles get weak and blood flow gets um, limited uh, when people don't exercise. So um, mm -hmm. regenerative therapies and sexual biohacking is how do you turn back the clock? How do you 
How do you make sure that you're not getting these things, preventing you from getting it? Or if you feel like you're getting it, how do you reverse it by doing therapies and treatments um, such as red light therapy, penis pumping, um, and you can penis pump for enlargement as well as reversing atrophy and erectile issues. Um, so a lot of guys want a bigger dick. Um, that's a very popular area for me because most guys don't know that they can have a bigger dick with the use of a penis pump. A lot of guys that have tried penis pumping, they bought it like a, a novelty item, not a real pump. And then they didn't know how to use it. And then they just were like, screw it. Or they did it too. They did it wrong and hurt themselves. And so I've helped thousands and thousands of guys um, either reverse atrophy, which means their dick is shrinking from illness or age, or just get a bigger dick. Um, so that's another area of biohacking. It's not just reversing aging. It's also kind of creating the equipment that you want to have. Um, it's like body sculpting, only it's for your penis or your clitoris. You can actually make your clit bigger too. Interesting. Wow. I know. So much. And a lot of things you I, like, you're making so many good points. I just always want to jump in. And a lot of the things that you mentioned, like I really do fear, I tell my friends all the time, my biggest fear is like erectile dysfunction, man. Yeah. So, but then I I, 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 I meet some seven year old men who yeah. are still pretty active in the sex game. Like they're pretty, and then I meet oh, others yeah. who aren't. So what are some of the biggest differences between the two? Honestly, I think it's mindset more than anything. Mm. Um, you know, it's weird. I had a friend who was approaching 65 and he just had this thing in his mind where he was like a very sexually active person with a really hot girlfriend. And there was like this thing in his mind that when he was 65, he was going to go on Medicare and he was going to be old. And he got old. Like mm. it was just, it was just like almost, he created it himself mm. and she broke up with him. And I asked her why she broke up with him. And she said, because he turned into an old man and he didn't bring it in the bedroom anymore. And my relationship with him was based on how hard our sex was. That was our primary thing that we had together was super hot sex. And it just got less and less hot as he receded into his old manness. And yet I have another girlfriend who has a guy who, a boyfriend who just turned 65 and he's super active he's very athletic he's up for anything he's like great in bed he he's he brings it he loves it they have a super hot sex life and and there's just two guys who have a different mindset so there's a combination of fighting aging and representing and standing for youthful energy at every age and part of that comes from working out. You have to keep your body in shape. And part of it comes from nutrition. You have to eat leafy green vegetables, beetroot, things that give you good blood flow. You can't eat crap and expect your machine to run. But part of it is that just like, who do you want to be at what age? Um, why, why at 65? And I'm just using that as an arbitrary number because it, it happens that I saw these two men have entirely different experiences because of a mindset thing. Because they're they're both in great shape, so it was mindset. Um, it really is just staying youthful, staying vital, um, staying in good shape. And then when things happen, you know, like thinning of your vaginal tissue or feeling like you're losing some tissue in your penis, you get on it. You start pumping, you take hormones, you go get, you know, you use red light therapy, you go get gains wave and femi wave treatments. You get PRP shots, which is platelet rich plasma um, that comes from your own blood that gets injected into your genital tissues to spur healing and growth factors that increase tissue volume you know so you do the things you put your priorities where your priorities are and for me personally my sex life fuels me it feeds me it makes me feel alive and vital mm -hmm. and at 61 i'm having the best sex of my life you're 61 I'm, i am 61 how I'm old playing are you? With you i'm so playing with you I'm, I'm 26 26 that my daughter's 25 Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I was going to say a comment, but I'll save it for later. But that, okay. that's, that's wow, that is very, very interesting. So it's mainly the mindset, 
uh, diet, exercise, yeah. and just being on top. All these injections and treatments to just make yeah. me, man, like, I really hope I don't have to go that route, but it almost seems inevitable. Is it, is, is it something that all men have to face at a certain point in time that I got to have some sort of treatment to reinvigorate my sex life? I think so. I think that if you, if you can't afford it, it's a bummer, mm. but if you can afford it, why not do it? Um, mostly what I do, like my husband, he gets Gaines wave treatments every year and Gaines wave is an acoustic wave treatment. You go to a professional who has a machine that delivers the acoustic waves and you, um, they basically run this wand over your dick and it sends these sound waves into your penis and it breaks up the, the arterial plaque, which keeps the blood from flowing in. Your dick basically works on what's called hemodynamics, which is, it sounds really fun. It sounds like a Marvel character or something. Hemodynamics, Mr. Hino, hemodynamics, man. But it's really the energy of your blood flow the, the hemo hemo is heme is blood hemodynamics is can you get a lot of blood flow into your penis because the way the penis works you get the blood flow in and it has to get enough blood flow and it pushes against the veins and arteries in there and it locks off and holds the blood in so your erection is firm and when you can't get that volume of blood in anymore, you can't maintain a hard erection. And so what Gaines Wave does is it knocks the plaque off the penile artery, arteries off the blood supply system. And then it also stimulates new tissue growth so that it reconstitutes all that, that meat inside your penis. Um, penis pumps add to that when you pump and use gains wave if you can't afford gains wave just use a pump penis pumps draw blood through vacuum pressure draw blood into the penis increasing the carrying capacity of blood in your penis mm. so you can keep your dick really nice and hard your whole life if you do those things so my husband pumps probably once a week for maintenance and he gets gains waves every year. And he's had a few P shots, the PRP shots um, in his penis as well, because that's like an accelerator when you do the gains wave and then you add in the healing factors from your own blood, it actually makes the gains wave work even better. It's like a, it's like a turbocharger. So, and, and some guys are even using stem cells um, in injecting stem cells into their penis and women are injecting stem cells into their vulva. People are also doing this in their hair. They're doing this on their faces, you know, so they're, they're regenerating skin and hair and things like that. Cause nobody wants to go bald and get wrinkled either. <laughs> Right. So how does a correct penis pump work? And also, would you recommend, because I, I hear oftentimes that it wouldn't be smart for younger men to to partake in some of these things. Oh, so no, you, can, you, would, you can do it. Would you recommend a younger man do it? And not to say that I'm one of those younger men. I'm just asking for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> would you recommend younger men using it? Yeah, um, I'd say anytime, anytime you're older than 20, I, I would kind of put the, the cutoff at 20. You want to be rather fully formed, even though um, even at 20, you don't have a fully formed prefrontal cortex. You're not very good at your executive function thinking yet. Um, your body is in pretty, you know, pretty malleable plastic state, which is great. Um, and there are men, young men in their 20s who are born not very well endowed mm -hmm. and they'd like to correct it. And, you know, maybe they're four inches long or five inches long and they want to be six inches long or seven inches long. And the pump that I recommend is called the Whopper. And the reason it's called the Whopper is that it's for penis enlargement. And the other reason that I like it is that it's a dual chamber system where basically you get this metal hand pump and you have two different size cylinders. And one of the cylinders, the first one, you when you're pumping, you have a pumping routine where you would pump. You never pump every day. You pump every other day or a couple of times a week. You need to rest between pumping sessions. And you don't want to over pump because you don't want to stretch the skin on the penis too fast or too soon. It can create bruising and um, other damage. And so one of the most important things, especially for young men who are raging with testosterone, is to make sure they understand that they'll actually get further faster by going slower. 
And that's a very mm. hard concept for a young testosterone dominant man to understand. So I'm constantly yelling at young men. <laughs> I'm like the little, I'm like the little grandma. Don't over pump your dick too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out when you send me the picture of the bruise and you're like, how come this happened? It's because you pumped too much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I could imagine, especially like the average 24 year old like, oh, wow, this is two extra free inches. Let me get started. Let me <laughs> Let me get going. So exactly. Whopper, is that sold commercially or like yeah. you have to get through yeah, it? Is. Yeah, you can get it at pumpswork.com. And okay. I wrote a book called The Pump Guide. It's at pumpingguide.com. And what's great about following the protocols in that is that um, the Whopper with this two-cylinder system, it works for length and girth. Because most guys, there's a few guys that feel like they're long enough they just want to get fatter, wider. There's some guys there. I've seen so many dick pics, Glassford. And there are some guys with like skinny little dicks, long skinny little dicks. And then there's guys with like super fat, short, stubby ones. You know, they're like, it's just like all over the map. Dicks are all over the map. And you can really create the look that you want with pumping, which is so cool. Um, some guys have, this is a really common thing. A lot of guys are very weak in the base. It's thin at the base and thicker at the end and that is a that's where i'm like dude you should definitely pump because the very first thing the pumping does is it thickens up the base of your penis and when you are having sex you want to be careful because a lot of guys get damaged having sex that gets a little too rough or she gets on it the wrong way or whatever she's not what have it she's not so good at cowgirl yet and she screwed up practicing on your dick and broke it and that happens and so <laughs> the thing that you want to do is you were going to have a really nice thick shaft at the base so that it's very solid and then um the pump the two cylinder pump, what it does is it pumps for length and the other cylinder pumps even more for girth. So you can kind of get it to go longer and you can get it to be thicker. And that's a really nice system. So the whole protocol and what to do and how it works and what vacuum to use and which pump to do and how to trap the blood in at the end and why you don't need it to be erect and when to give yourself a massage and, you know, all that stuff. Um, what lube to use, how to clean the pump, um, what supplements to take to accelerate your success. You want it really long, Take use a penile extender. There's one called Deep that, that I really like. It's medical grade without the medical price. Um, you want to stimulate recovery, use photobiomodulation, the red light sleeve wrapped around your pump. That's called stimulate. I mean, there's just like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just like body. It's just like working out. You know, when you go to the gym, you have to learn like how to lift, what to do, how to superset when's your leg day when's your arm day all you know a wide variety of core um your plyo whatever you know you're learning all these things pumping your dick is not that hard but there's definitely things to learn to do it right so that you do it for maximum results in minimum time with zero injury is basically the deal and you said you can get it on pumpswork.com yeah pumpswork.com and your guide is on pumpingguide.com pumpingguide.com. Yeah, it's a downloadable book. Over 30,000 copies have been downloaded. I have helped thousands and thousands and thousands of men get a better dick. <laughs> you know, it's I like doing it. I mean, and women too. I like helping people with their genitals to feel really proud of themselves and to feel like, you know, they get all the pleasure they deserve and they feel confident. And so few people address it. And I don't know, I just, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy helping people with that. Yeah, I definitely see that you come with a certain kind of energy. So that's you're, that's good to see. It looks like you at least know what you're talking about to be this energized. So how <laughs> about how many inches can the average man add? Um, how about how long does it take to see results and how much does it cost? Okay, the pump costs less than 200. Um, the um time there's kind of like these two time frames there's a 13 week protocol that when you're when you hit 13 weeks of pretty conscientious pumping a couple of times a week and you follow the vacuum directions um you see significant gains and then there's this time when if you keep going 
you had about 10 months, somewhere in that 10 month period of consistent effect, like going to the gym twice a week, you really begin to see a, a, a considerable amount of growth. And it's usually around 20% more than you started with. So what you want to do is you want to, guys can get to 25%. They can get even longer. There are guys out there who have been pumping for a while who have giant sea serpents of cocks. I mean, just giant. Um, and some guys really want that. I think, honestly, it's it's a form of body dysmorphia. Those guys that just want, you know, like 13 yeah. inch penises. That's, That's like women who it. want like triple D boobs or want 13 inches. <laughs> I think a lot of guys are influenced by porn and they see yes. those giant schlongs right. and they're well, like, I'm not enough till I have it. They don't understand. I think a lot of women are also influenced by porn because they truly don't know what an average penis is because yeah. of porn. So I yeah. think men are, it's kind of an endless rat race. It is. Um, but I, what I want men to do, and, and it's funny, I get a lot of people who slide into my DMs and they're like, can I send you a picture of my dick? And I'm like, sure, of course you can. What, you know, what, what, what do you want to know? What are you asking? And, and it's everything from what's this thing on my balls to what's this thing on my dick to do, what do you think of my dick? How big could you, how big could I get my dick? If you were going to pump, what would you do? And I, I really reply very honestly to guys as honestly as I can without giving them any shame or hurting their feelings. And most of the time, the large majority of the time, their cocks are beautiful and they just need someone to tell them that it is, mm. that everything is fine. And then there's guys where I'm like, I would definitely shore up that base or, oh, your head is super tiny compared to how thick the shaft is. You could use the head enlarger and you could even that out and it would be more visually symmetrical, which is pleasing to the eye if that's what you wanted to do. Or yeah, you got a skinny little dick, dude. You need to, you need to fatten that thing up, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it's it could be anything. There was a guy who's who had a really fat base and a super, super narrow top to his shaft and what we figured out to rig up was um we put a sleeve halfway up the shaft and put the pump down on the sleeve halfway up and only pump the top half of his dick because he didn't need it any bigger on the bottom he needed it bigger in the end you know on the top half and so i i really like the just the experience of you know, helping men achieve their goals. I'm like, I'm no different than my trainer who comes to my house and he's making sure my booty's popping. You know, it's all the same thing, right? <laughs> I just, oh my goodness. I, I just, I've always had an issue with trying to modify that area simply because like, I don't want to use any tools on it just because I probably just haven't been educated enough and also, I don't want things to go left because if things go left in that area, then I'm really done for. So that's where my pumping is safe. Pumping. You can't hurt yourself if you follow the directions. Over pumping is the problem. Putting the vacuum up too high, too soon, too fast. If you go slow and low, I always say it's like making a stew. If you boil the meat, it tastes stringy and hard. If you keep your stew on low and you let it simmer for a while, that stew meat is tasty. It's like making barbecue. It's the same thing. You know, it's low and slow on the flames and um, it makes a big difference. And, and basically pumping is like progressive overload. It's basically just you're, you're, you're slowly increasing the pump oh, vacuum. So over time as you go you're not like lifting super heavy weight to start you're lifting light weights and getting yourself conditioned so you can add heavy weight as you go the heavy weight being more vacuum it's like a bench press you start off with 245 place and just work your way up that's exactly what it is got you wow. bodybuilders love penis pumping because they've got this jacked body and then they've got their dick and they're like how do i make my dick look as good as my jacked body and i'm like here you go pumpswork.com and they're like damn that makes total sense to me <laughs> bodybuilders are really um probably my biggest cohort of guys who i've helped pump because they just they get that they get that it takes a little work and attention to make it happen that's interesting i, I did not know like that many men were insecure about their sizes and that many like it's the penis pump industry was that large as well. The penis pump industry is not that large, but it's been around like the company that I work with that makes the Whopper. They're 30 years old. 
Mm. Um, and they actually they started in um, the gay world. Um, gay men love their dicks. They, you know, they love to show off and they love those giant dicks and everything. So um, they were really the first to pioneer using vacuum erection devices for, you know, enlargement and function. Got you. So we have to talk about something else besides the penis pump, right? Yeah, let's talk so, about anything you want. So how does someone become an intimacy expert? Well, it started out that um, I think about 11 years into my marriage, I didn't want to have sex with my husband anymore. I was like super bored and avoiding him for sex. And he was super pissed off at me. And he was like really emotionally checked out of the marriage. And really what had happened was I wasn't having orgasms from intercourse. I mean, I could barely have an orgasm for a decade of being married to him. And I just got sick of having sex. It just wasn't very satisfying to me, but it was super satisfying to him. He loved it because he had an orgasm every time. So we're like, all right, what are we going to do about this? Because we don't want to get divorced. We don't want to wreck our little girl's life. We don't want to split our shit up. We like each other. We just have to fix our sex life. And we went to marriage therapists. Some of them were okay. Some of them dealt with some of our deep-seated issues. But where we really gained our traction was going to sex workshops. We started going to sex workshops and we're like, holy shit, it is so easy to have great sex if someone tells you how the fuck to do it. I mean, it's just so different when you actually, I mean, anybody can figure out how to make a baby. Tab A into slot B, boom, you're making a baby. So procreation comes naturally to the human race. But mm -hmm. you know how I said I like to transform having sex into making love? That's what I think people are starved for. You don't see it on porn. We're not taught it. And we really, we took Tantra classes. We took expanded orgasm classes. We took all these different workshops and we started having incredible sex. It was a renaissance in our marriage. And we're like, we need to bring this to the internet. My husband is the inventor of Rhapsody, the very first online music service. That was what? 20 years ago. Yeah. My husband invented Rhapsody. Oh. He's like, how, how you just casually move past that? <laughs> what? That is know, he's, huge. He's an amazing inventor. And um, so he knew how to digitally deliver high bandwidth content over the internet. And we said, well, people don't want to go to sex workshops. Most people that would just scare the living bejesus out of them. So how do we bring sex workshops to people all over the world? so that they can do things in the privacy of their own home and have incredible experiences like we've had and really have a hot sex life. And so he basically created the infrastructure for the digital delivery of audio, video, and ebook content about sexuality. And we just started building our brand. Our brand is personal life media. And for the last 20 years, I've been writing articles and teaching techniques and publishing the work of my own and others who I think are excellent, who are teachers that really make incredible differences to people in their sex lives. And that that's how we did it. You know, you know that I love that phrase, um, your greatest wound becomes your greatest gift. Have you heard that? I have not. Isn't that nice? It's like. Yeah. Like silver that. linings or you know something like that it's like it's like the it's just the, the the hell and the pain you go through you come out so much stronger and then you come out with a purpose and we came through that experience of learning how great hot sex is and how easy it is when someone just tells you what to do and said we need to bring this to people all over the world and so that's how we started our company together he'd sold rhapsody to um listen.com and then they sold it to real networks, the real player company to Rob Glazer. And uh, so he was freed up to start another company. And we decided we were so in love with each other from having great sex. We're like, let's do a business together. And this is the perfect one. And so it's been 17 years now of helping people have great sex. And it is very rewarding. I mean, I don't know, Glassford, every single day I get emails and DMs of love and appreciation from people whose lives I've helped. 
And I mean, I just couldn't, honestly, I couldn't be happier. And I never get sick of talking about sex. I never get sick of learning about it. I'm constantly inventing new things. The last two things that I did were come with me, the 20, the 20 kinds of male and female orgasms, because I want people to know more about their massive orgasmic potential. Your body and my body can have 20 different kinds of orgasms. And um, I just love to teach people how to have every single one of them that's up that's on my website at personallifemedia.com if you just go to my website and then you type in the search box come with me it'll take you to all 21 it'll take you to an index with all 21 articles they're free and you can read them and you can be like that's the one i want to have next i think it's good to always be learning something new which is why i put together my next thing which was the sex life bucket list which is basically 48 different things you can do together or solo that you can learn sexually and how to rank order it to see what are the things you want to learn next. And if you're with a partner, what are the things they want to learn or the experiences they want to have next? And then you kind of merge your two lists into one and then you get busy trying new things and then your new relationship energy stays high and your intimacy expands and your pleasure and satisfaction improve with each other. And you just have a great sex life so that's at sexlifebucketlist.com <laughs> i'm sorry i keep fidgeting with just like an overdose of wealth of information that i'm trying <laughs> to take in and process all at the same time so you mentioned your, your marriage which i think uh is a great story because a lot of people would end up giving up in those situations and i always i made an oath to myself that hey if i'm in a sexist marriage i gotta go and a lot of people would have left in, in those situations. And you also mentioned how just telling your partner what to do can, you know, you know, help excel the bedroom tremendously. And that's yeah. my thing. I, I think I, I always ask, like, I always ask what a woman is into. And I think that helps me a lot as well. Well, if I were you at, tw you said you're 26, right? Yes. Um, a couple of the things that I might recommend you put your attention on and work on would be um, learning how to give a really good yoni massage, which is um, basically massaging a woman's genitals with your hands. Um, I think that guys go right to like squeeze. I always say that the typical sex is squeeze your boob and stick it in um, or squeeze your boob, give her a little oral and then stick it in. And the yoni massage piece of it, um, like literally the best advice that I can get that I give people is that a woman has as much erectile tissue inside her vulva, which is, you know, her entire genital system as a man does inside his penis. Mm. And people tend to not give her the time to get a full vulva erection. And the more that you massage a pussy and you love it and you need it and you, you know, play with it, the more time it has to get turned on and really responsive. Mm -hmm. And your mm -hmm. hands are literally the most articulate part of your body. So the better you get with your hands uh -huh. on a yoni, right? And you have beautiful hands. Oh, thank you. I've been talking to be a hand model. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yes, you've got hands made for yoni massage. Please. And you mentioned how, um, because like you mentioned, like men, they can kind of go quickly to, yeah. to escalate things. Exactly. So men, we, it doesn't take as much for us to get aroused. Like we're pretty right. ready to go. So, but you're ready to go. You have to take your time with her. Yeah, exactly. How is a, a proper yoni massage done? Well, um, it's a lot to get into here, but I can just give you some free videos for your viewers um, at betterlover.com. If you type in Yoni Massage, I have a series of videos that give you all kinds of like, I tell you exactly what to touch where and how and how to approach it and how to set her at ease and what kind of oil yeah. to use and all that. So better to just watch my Yoni Massage videos since they're totally free and super sexy and they'll get you turned on. <laughs> Yoni, Y-O-N-I? Yeah, Yoni. That's a tantric lovemaking word for her vagina or vulva. And lingam is the tantric lovemaking word for penis. 
And tantric lovemaking is like a slow, conscious, sensual, spiritual, sexual connection. It's um, kind of the opposite of porn. It's, it's like very slow and erotic and pleasurable. And you bring your heart, you look each other in the eyes, you're communicative, you're holding your hearts for each other. It's a very loving, sensual kind of lovemaking. T-A-N-T-R-A, Tantra or Tantric, T-A-N-T-R-I-C. It's a category of sex, if you will, a category of, of learning. Gotcha. I've heard of that before. Yeah. So you in your career field, uh, do you, how many kids do you have? Just one daughter, Taylor. She's 25. Just one daughter. Does, yeah. does she ever or does, I know like you and your husband started this journey together, but yeah. you know, like you mentioned, you've, cut, you've seen a few penises in your day now. Yeah. And does he ever get uncomfortable? Does your daughter ever chime in as like, hey, mom, can you kind of slow it down a little bit? You know, we, now that she's 25, she's quite used to us. And we, we just kind of slowly when she was young, we didn't really talk about sex in front of her very much at all, except for when when I was having conversations with her about sexuality to educate her. Um, and I do that. I did that very slowly, and I just dripped thing in, drip things in all the time, you know, a little here, a little there, kind of thing. Um, but she's very used to us. She loves that we live our life according to who we are and the gifts that we give and the people that we help and she knows how beloved my husband and I are because people know Sir Tim too um he's a prince and um he uh he's kind of a, the behind the scenes guy but our customers know that we run the business together and um so she she knows how beloved we are and she knows how much we help people so she's not weird about what we do at all but it is funny because there's Every once in a while, something will be like, oh, God. Um, last night, she just got home. She was um, rock climbing in Mallorca with a bunch of Slovenian international rock climbing champions. And then she went to Oktoberfest in Munich to have a, too much beer with some of her friends, her rock climbing friends there. And then she came home. And home is San Diego. And um, we picked her up at the airport. We went out to dinner. And we were with one of our best friends and he's my he's my husband's best friend and um he brought him a calendar that he made of me i have this offer called stringbikiniparty.com where i give i wish i had one right here but i don't have one i give away a little blue string bikini and guys buy that string bikini. They pay the shipping. I give them the bikini for free and they get a couple of eBooks for me. They get a book about how to give her the bikini based on her sexual archetype. These archetypes were created by Dr. Helen Fisher. She's a uh, sexual anthropologist who teamed up with match.com, combed through a bunch of data sets and came up with these basic types of erotic profiles that people have and so how to give your woman this string bikinis in the right way for her personality type her sexual personality type and then how to take a picture of her in it that she'll actually like because what i have found is that generally men love women to wear sexy lingerie and sexy outfits but a lot of women are resistant to it because they have body image issues and things like that and so one of the things that i like to do is I really like to pose a lot um, in sexy outfits and things because I want I want women to know that even it's in, a, in your 60s, you can be a beautiful, sexy woman. And so I have this string bikini party thing where I give this bikini away and on the website, it has a bunch of pictures of me in this blue string bikini. And so my husband loves those pictures and he made it into a calendar that we sell on my OnlyFans. And he brought it for his friend. He was like, oh, hey, here's, this, here's the calendar I made of Susan and all her string bikini photos. And my, my daughter is like, oh God, dad, did you have to do that in the restaurant? <laughs> So every once in a while we put we push the limit a little too much but she loves us and she loves who we are and I'm sure she wouldn't trade us 
for any uptight parents in the world because she's so self-expressed because we're so self-expressed. Interesting. You guys need a reality show. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what is, how would you define libido? And also how is the amount of libido that someone has calculated? Yeah. Um, there's no finite calculation for libido, like a score of any kind, but there is that feeling in your body that you can know, you can, you can know when you feel horny and you can know when you feel flat. And libido is basically how, if, do you feel horny? Do you want sex? And it's very body based and it's the other side of the same coin as your overall health. So if you're healthy, you're horny. If you're not horny, you're not healthy. And it could be mental and physical or one or the other. And like you want to be horny, but you're not, or you're horny, but you don't want to be, you know, like there's also those conflictions. Mm -hmm. um, and then so that's libido. Libido is that body-based desire. And the way that you get hornier is you get your gut microbiome in good shape. You really have to be like pooping really well. So you're making neurotransmitters. So you've got a good gut. So you're making your hormones. So you feel good. You've got a good immune system. You don't have a lot of chronic inflammation. You've got to eat well. You've got to eat leafy green vegetables, beetroot, the things that turn into nitric oxide. So you get good blood flow to your pelvic bowl. And you've got to keep your body moving. You've got to have good cardiovascular conditioning using high intensity intervals, training, strength training these build your testosterone and they build your blood carrying capacity in your vascular system and they keep the plaque down and they keep your tissues oxygenated so those are really the libido pieces of it and then desire is how you feel about yourself and how you feel about a partner and then arousal is what we were talking about in the beginning, which is like, how do you turn your lover on? How do you slowly turn the heat up? You know, um, you don't want to put it on high and burn her out. You want to slowly turn up the heat because women need that time to feel safe, get connected, and then start to get turned on. Turn on arousal begins in relaxation it's very very hard except in cases of like excitement and danger new relationship energy you know uh, built up pent up desire that you've had other than that you really need a lot of relaxation and connection to get to maximum arousal good stuff <laughs> you ask me a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> what uh, yeah, i got a whole page here what um what would you do or what would you recommend someone do if they're in a relationship where someone has a high sex drive and someone has a low sex drive because i well, think that would be a big issue oh it's a huge issue it's a it's an issue of massive upset um i would say basically first thing that i would do is i'm drinking my electrolytes how about you uh that was just water <laughs> <laughs> um First thing that I would do is I would figure out, is it a health issue? Is it a desire issue? Or is it that they just haven't been enjoying having sex with you? Maybe you've been driving them too hard, begging for sex, forcing sex mm -hmm. on them, guilting them into sex, what have you. Not loving them and hugging them, except when you're trying to get sex, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, not getting into your partner's world and understanding what they need to get turned on. So I would look at those kinds of things first. Is it a, is it a health issue? Is it a, is it a, they feel bad about themselves issue? Is it that they're pissed off at you and they don't want to have sex with you? Or is it in fact, just that you haven't found your rhythm sexually because you're, you're not really focusing on the arousal in the right way for your partner? And it could be a little of all of them. What are some of the best ways to increase intimacy in a non-sexual way? Romance is very, very important. Um, I have a book called 30 Romance Tricks That Work Like Magic. It's at 30tricks.com. And basically, there are five pillars of passion. There are five different things that make people feel intimately connected and passionate. And what I do is I give you 30 different ideas 
for romancing and deepening your intimacy without it feeling like you're trying to get sex. And that's a really good resource. Um, one of the biggest ones is um, taking your partner for walks in nature and moving your partner's body in ways like row, rowing a boat, taking a bike ride, going skiing, whatever it might be. When you move your partner's body, you move their emotions. They want to feel moved by you. So long walks on the beach, yeah. <laughs> in the park. Yeah. You got to get a part of nature. Hold well, your hand. Mm, hand holding. That's yeah. good too. What, what? What would you recommend someone do if they are in a sexless marriage? Well, if it's a man who is with a woman and she doesn't want to have sex with him, but she used to like to have sex with him, I'd recommend my program Revive Her Drive. It's at reviverdrive.com. <laughs> And there are some free books that you can get there to just check it out, like the 21 Deadly Mistakes You May Be Making That Are Ruining Your Sex Life. It's always good to kind of review what you might be doing that's created it. Um, if it's a woman with a higher sex drive than her man, I would actually first check his testosterone levels because mm -hmm. there are so many men who are testosterone deficient. And without testosterone, he's not really going to feel much desire. Um, I would also check and see if he still finds her attractive. Mm. You know, did she get fat or let herself go or, um, and if he has any pent up anger or frustration with her. So those are the things that I'd look at. Okay. I only got two more questions. You All right. Good. Cause I got to, I got to scoot. I only got two more questions. Do you encourage women to rack up their body count or to be more selective? Well, I encourage women to rack up their body count because um, as long as they're doing it safely and watching out for STIs, sexually transmitted infections. So what I recommend for women is actually making sure that if you're going to have oral or intercourse with a new partner that you have them go get tested and STI tests are very inexpensive these days and very quick response and so you want to test for chlamydia trichinomyosis syphilis gonorrhea um, HSV if that's important to you some people have it already and they're like I know when I have herpes and I'm not going to give it to somebody other people are like I don't have it and I don't want to get it so that's a personal decision and HIV and um, so if a person, if a, if a guy shows up with his paperwork, then he is totally fuckworthy. If he can't manage to get his paperwork, then do not have sex with him. And mm -hmm. the more people that you have sex with, the more experiences you have, which makes you a better lover, because you learn from every person you've ever had sex with, even if it wasn't great, you learned some things you didn't like. So um you just have to really also do a body scan. You want to look at their body because a lot of the things that are STIs that are transmitted are, you can physically see them. You have to look at their body. You have to look at their dick. You have to look at their butt. You have to look in their, look at their mouth, look at their face, look at their hands, just look at them and make sure they look clean and healthy. Health is the number one thing because we do not know enough about what the long-term downstream effects are of many of the STIs that are out in the world. Mm -hmm. um, just like we learned that human, papilo human, papilo human papilloma virus, HPV, that's why it's so hard to say, um, can give us oral and um, cancers, you know, oral cancers give you cancer of the uterus and things like that. We didn't know that years ago and not that many years ago and so it's always really important i say fuck around but don't find out <laughs> right make sure you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. and my final question what's okay. one thing that you wish men knew about sex and one thing that you wish women knew about sex i'd say it's the same thing for both and it's understanding the genital anatomy better really understanding how to stroke a cock touch a cock stroke a pussy touch a pussy eat it fuck it etc just like learning techniques um learning about taking the time to get really turned on and allowing the blood flow to happen and getting fully engorged or erect 
and then slowing down and really learning each other's bodies and having a lot of techniques because different people like different types of things. So constantly expanding your your abilities and your knowledge. I think it's a, a quest for lifelong learning, but understanding that blood flow creates satisfaction, creates orgasmic pleasure. All right, Susan, you have been an absolutely wonderful guest. Oh my You have been a wonderful interviewer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I take a lot of pride of that. I got a degree in journalism. I tell people every chance I get. <laughs> Good. That's excellent. I'm so glad you got your degree. Are you gonna go on for your masters? <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, honestly, sure? no, maybe, honestly, maybe one day, maybe, maybe I, one day. So. I actually would consider it just because the, the spaces that I plan to be in, I think a master would give me a little, uh, you know, little kind of edge. Yeah, sure. Say that. There are so many master's degree programs out there. There are nighttime master's degrees that you can do when you work during the day. There are slow roll master's degrees. I am. I would really encourage you to look around and just Google different kinds of math. There's so many schools you can get master's degrees from. You can get master's degrees online now. Yeah. Um, I would really recommend that. I especially want to encourage Black men to continue their schooling because of all of the people who are in school now men are the men are the minority and minority men are the minority of the minority mm -hmm. so um it's a terrific competitive edge for you and uh my daughter just finished her master's degree we just the reason she was in europe is she went to a french school and she actually bought a van and her boyfriend came with her. He got his master's degree in artificial intelligence from Northwestern University over Zoom. And she got hers in marine science. She's now a, a master's of marine science from a French school. And they surfed all over Europe while they went to school. It was wow. an incredible experience. And he worked. He worked remotely, too. So, and she worked remotely, too. She works for a um, a non-government organization that helps um, coastal communities protect their coral reefs. So they worked and went to school and lived in a van and surfed while they got their masters. And you are of the age where you have the ability to do all that and more. Um, you're in the real prime of your life and your learning. So I really want to encourage you to consider it and just Google around and see what's interesting to you. Got it. Make sure you go follow her and read all of those books. <laughs> Lord knows I I got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you an account so that we can get everything in there for you. And uh, if your fans want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Susan Bratton. I'm on OnlyFans at Susan Bratton. And um, yeah, you'll, I'm sure you'll put the links in for the rest of the stuff we mentioned. Thank you so much for having me and asking great questions. And I look forward to watching your success as you move through life. Thank you so much.